0: Sport Central with Adrian Abraham on Money FM
1: 89.3. Money FM 89.3 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Joining me on the segment today is Elliot Danker from the Breakfast Huddle and we're going to be talking all things English Premier League transfers. Elliot, welcome back to the show. How are you?
0: Hey, uh thanks a lot for having me. What an exciting uh summer it's been. Although I must say
1: transfers happening a lot faster than usual, yeah. And the keyword there is exciting because manchester united have finally managed to do some business early in the oh transfer yes. so we're not, not waiting for deadline day and so on <laughs> this acquisition of jaden sancho mm. last year they went after him didn't get him but mm. this year they managed to wrap up a deal How important will this move be? Not only for United in the transfer window, but for Jaden as well, given his performance at Euro 2020. How much
0: difference does a sporting director make, right? So, Murta over at United, with the help of Darren Fletcher, have certainly made a difference. And, you know, a lot of critics coming out to say that the early transfers have shown that Manchester United have learned their lessons. And that's very important with Rafael Varane as well. Apparently, he only ever wanted to go to United. Uh, so that just needs a visa to sort out. And now we can speculate that maybe they might be going after Kyrian Trippier to give a bit of competition to Aaron Wan-Bissaka. But looking at the system, you have finally solved that right flank problem in, in Jaden Sancho. Uh, he can play on the left as well. He can also play as an attacking midfielder. Uh, we'll see how that factors, especially with uh, Marcus Rashford out for 12 weeks due to a shoulder surgery. Um Mason Greenwood was smart. He didn't go to Euros to recover. So we should have him, Manchester United should have him available. So all in all, I would say, you know, expectations are there for United. Now the weakest link is the manager who has not won any trophies. He's brought in champions. You know, uh, Fernandez knows how to win. Gavani knows how to win. Sancho has won. Um, David De Gea is probably the last surviving member To have a Premier League medal So he's got these winners in the team Now he needs to be a winner as well
1: Yeah, I remember you talking with me off-air About this uh, weak link being Solskjaer All the pressure is on him United should definitely be in contention for the league But you know, what happens If he doesn't get a few results going his way Let's say a few weeks into uh, the season Do United stay with him or do they change fast or do they stick to the process?
0: Just signed a contract for three years, right? So you've got to stick with him naturally. I think the important thing that we should judge Solskjaer on is that at the end of the season, you know, as long as United are still in that conversation towards maybe the last two games of the season, still in that title potential Maybe if they lose out two, three points, five points, that's fine. As long as they're still in that conversation, right up to the last two games of the season, I would say that's progress. But then you've got to win sooner or later.
1: Of course. And we saw some improving signs last season. United were top of the table at one point. So there is, you know, this transition will take time. But there are signs of improvement. Speaking of Manchester City, they've been in the news recently being linked with Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. But the one that's making everyone pay a lot more attention is Harry Kane, England's talisman, who's, you know, refused to turn up for training at Tottenham. How do these two signings, if they do get them, to Pep Guardiola's team, I don't understand
0: the Grealish signing. You know, a hundred million, and Aston Villa have already been smart about it, uh, using or before even getting that money, using money on uh, a certain Leon Bailey from Bayer Leverkusen. That's a brilliant signing for what thirty million or something like that. That's woo. That is that is a. Uh, I would say he's more quality than Jack Grealish going to Aston Villa. They've got back uh, what's his name, uh, Ashley Young. So that's a bit of history there. Um, but Grealish at City, I don't know how he's going to fit in. Who who leaves? I mean, we didn't see. So so, what point is being proven here? Is Pep going to say that I will show you Gareth Southgate that I can play uh, Raheem Sterling and Jack Grealish in the starting lineup at the same time because you couldn't do it at Euro twenty twenty? Now, what happens to Phil Foden? Oh, that, oh, there you go. What happens to Phil Foden? Right. So I don't get that signing. Harry Kane makes sense. They tried, uh, they speculated on the likes of Erling Haaland, but it was always going to be Kane. You you could see it was always going to be that. Uh, He has not turned up for training. Um, You'll remember Diego Costa also did something similar to get out of Chelsea, George Best. You could even think of the likes of uh, Gareth Bale, Demita Berbatov. But this Harry Kane one is really just, it's a sad situation. A a loyal servant that has given so much to the club, thought he had a gentleman's agreement, which means now that nothing you say or discuss with Daniel Levy means anything, and he has to resort to this. It looks unprofessional, but from the player's point of view, I mean, I sympathise with him.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned there, he's been a loyal servant. He's done his time at Spurs, and you know, the fans as well, they're going to be upset. But... He clearly deserves best for him. He's of course, uh, he's 28. Of course, yeah. He 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 deserves to win some trophies yeah. because he hasn't been uh, you know getting that at Tottenham. And, mm, and mm, this move mm. to Manchester City will certainly make him the winner that he's always wanted to be.
0: Yeah, I, and and look, you know, we're in a time right now where the English clubs look more attractive than your likes of Real Madrid or Barcelona simply because they don't have the money. They've hit been hit so hard by COVID. Uh, commercial is probably the reason why the English clubs are doing a little bit better they have the cash and it's a chance for the next one two or maybe three years for the english clubs to thrive in terms of being able to make these fantasy signings almost so harry kane needs to go now i i I do want to ask a question though why on earth did he sign a six year extension now he's got three years left of his on his contract that's what daniel levy is making noise about like we still got three years why on earth did you sign a six-year extension when you can look at your club and
1: you can tell where they're going I'll tell you someone who signed uh, a ridiculous extension. Saul Niguez. He signed a nine-year contract Why? with Atletico. No one knows. No one knows. But Harry Kane, he deserves to leave. And uh, if this move goes through, although sounds like something straight out of FIFA to me it's, yes, it, it's, yes. it's, uh, it's an all-star squad But hope it happens it, for him though hope it does happen for him it will mm. make him happy and uh, Tottenham will get a lot of money from the deal speaking of Tottenham they've been busy as well bringing Christian Romero from Atalanta he was one of the possible options before United agreed to sign Rafael Varane you've seen him play you know a little bit here and there what is he going to bring to this Tottenham side
0: Well, oh, 55 million pounds uh, well with regard to to what he brings, I mean, I think he's got a lot to prove as opposed to, to what he'll bring. I mean, the English game is a lot physical, is a lot more physical, uh, but he's a pretty decent defender um, and it should be quite interesting to see how he's going to line up in that Spurs side. You would say, some would argue that Hugo Loris in goal has lost a bit, lost a little bit, although he's, he's still got the, a good one-on-one sort of record um, but, you know, it, it really comes down to how the manager of Spurs, the new manager, I can't remember his name for the life of me. Nuno
1: Espirito Santo. Thank
0: you. Uh, It really does fit into his philosophy of football, the kind of player that uh, Nuno does look for uh, in Christian Romero. So uh, we could get a very different Spurs proposition next year, but it can't help but overshadow that issue of Harry Kane. If he's forced to stay another year, hmm, it'll be... I don't know, what kind of Spurs are we going to get? Which Spurs is going to turn up?
1: But you know, this uh, brings me back to when Spurs sold Gareth Bale all those years ago and they managed to bring in eight players. They've now all left the club. Yes. Co- so could history repeat itself? Because they, they, they could be very busy towards the latter stages but, of the transfer window. You
0: know, that's the problem, right? You you have all this money and you start to panic buy to replace your, your big star. I would say you know, one of the smartest clubs in this transfer window has to be Real Madrid. Why I say that is because they managed to get David Alabama free and he's no um, he's no replacement for Sergio Ramos, but he is a very, very, very good defender. so it's it, it's good that they have managed to work around that another club that has done pretty well, although they're in a bit of trouble is Barcelona. A lot of free signings now they just got to free up wages so that they can register these signings.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's uh, you know it'll be very interesting to see how the clubs operate uh, for the rest of the transfer window. We're in conversation with Elliot Danker from The Breakfast Huddle. Speaking of London, staying with North London, okay. of course, Arsenal have brought in <sighs> Ben White. Yeah, fifty million pounds. This is the uh, same yeah. Ben White who spent. Time on loan at Leeds before he came back to Brighton last season. But £50 million. Pounds.
0: Sincerely, I would have rather they spent that money on uh, Cristian Romero. You know, he was Serie A defender of uh, the last campaign. But they spent it on Ben White, who wasn't so good at Brighton this season. He was a lot better at Leeds the season before. But £50 million for a club that's not even mid-table. I mean, that's way too much money Or is this part of the whole, you want to build that English identity? I'm really on the fence with regard to this signing. I feel that Ben White could use another year or two at a club like Leeds United or even Wolves, uh, or maybe even Spurs, you know, with where they're at in the table right now. Get very mid-table, close to, I don't know, top six, get that experience, and then in two years move to a big club.
1: Yeah, but you know what comes with a hefty price tag is also a lot of pressure. We saw oh, yeah. with Harry Maguire when he yeah. moved to United for $80 million or so, 75 $80 million pounds a few seasons ago, how he didn't have the best first season. Mm. Ben White has you know, so much to do to live up to that price tag. It'll be interesting to see how he gets along. But you know, speaking of this English identity, Bukayo Saka, mm. uh, Emil Smith-Rowe has signed a new deal yes. at Arsenal. Yes. Would you consider them uh, to make the top four this season or not? No,
0: still not yet. I mean, you don't have that X-factor. Yes, you've solved the issue of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, up top. How long more is that going to last? He's He should be 31 this year or 32. Um, it's a good formula But I still can't identify a Mikel Arteta uh, formula, a Mikel Arteta sort of squad. Uh, I still don't know the identity. And they're going to take at least another year, a couple more transfer windows. And and the same was said with with Solskjaer, right? Need a couple of transfer windows. Now we see, yes, it's paid off. That is his squad. It looks like his identity. It looks like what he wants to build. With uh, Mikel Arteta, which, uh, he still needs time.
1: Yeah, we just need to see how patient the Arsenal board will be with him.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, they need to be really patient because they haven't. they didn't even make the top four or top six last year.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, crazy how far they've fallen since uh, the great man Arsene Wenger Uh, left the club. Elsewhere in London, Chelsea also (laughs) in the news. They're trying to uh, bring back one of their old boys, Romelu Lukaku. Two bids already turned down in the region of 85 million pounds. Lukaku, of course, was at Chelsea. They brought him in from Anderlecht and he played at West Brom, Everton, Manchester United, uh, where he started off on the right note and then uh, didn't fare too well after that. Moved to Inter Milan and has seriously made a name for himself as one of the best strikers in the world right now. £100 million for Romelu Lukaku or thereabouts. Would you take him at Chelsea?
0: Uh, He's a beast, isn't he? He's really changed his game and he looks good. Uh, you know all those uh, people making fun of him that he was overweight. Remember, but really he's just a big bulky guy. A hundred million—that's the rumor, right? Um, th- another rumor going around is that uh, he has unfinished business at Chelsea. Um, you know, Lukaku can hack it in the English league. No issue. He's got a proven track record. He's won a title, uh, a league title in Italy. He really doesn't have a lot more to prove. It'd be very good for him. Uh, the question then is, what does this mean for a certain Timo Werner? You'll remember that uh, Thomas Tuchel was brought in to bring out the best of the two German signings, uh, Kai Havertz and uh, Werner. Havertz okay, off and on, but is really off, I mean, even at the Euros, right? So, that's the Next question. So you you spent all this money on Timo Werner. What's uh, what's Thomas Tuchel going to do with him?
1: You've literally taken the question straight out of my mouth. I was just going to say <laughs> Timo I mean, Werner. It's, 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 yeah.
0: You know, Assist United came. could
1: use a striker like him. They could. But also, I think he's more being talked about his assists. Kai Havertz has been uh, exceptional yeah. since Thomas yeah. Tuchel came in. But what does this mean for someone like... Tammy Abraham.
0: Oh, so I hear that, you know, he was rumoured to go to Aston Villa, which actually would be perfect for him. A good place for him to springboard his career again. And with someone like Liam Bailey coming in, uh, it'll be great. Uh, but there's another uh, article that I came across that uh, Tammy Abraham was interested in a move to Arsenal, which if you think about it, may also suit considering the expectations on Tammy Abraham right now. But whatever it is, got to sort this out because, you know, you can't you, you bring in someone like Lukaku, he's expected to start. You've got a Timo Werner that's also expecting to start. If you're Tammy Abraham, you've got these two giants ahead of you, you've got to go. You've got to get regular football. Otherwise, you're never going to make the England squad and you're just going to remain stagnant.
1: Yeah, defensively as well, uh, Jules Koundé Uh, Mm. Being talked about a potential move to Stamford Bridge, the stumbling block right now is Kurt Zouma. Now, this will shock a lot of people because I feel that Kurt Zouma was Chelsea's best centre-back last season, not only from defence, but also his attacking return. So, how is this going to work? I can't seem to work my head around why they would sell Kurt Zouma. So these signings that Chelsea
0: is looking at, right, Lukaku and uh, uh, Jules Kounde, uh, could really unbalance the team because last year's defense, right, Chelsea's defense, it was really good. I mean, don't forget Christensen, don't forget Thiago Silva. Although he is aging, he has done pretty well. So Jules Kounde coming in to do what? Um, is he is he coming in uh, to be on the bench? Don't forget about uh, Rudiger, who also had a fabulous season, right? Um, and you can't expect to start just because, you, you know, you cost 80 of a million uh, or, or 90 of a million uh, uh, from from Spain. Um, in terms of his physical frame, he might be lacking a little bit for the physical game in England. Um, but still, he's a very talented defender. But I don't know why on earth Chelsea would sign him. You've got a very, very good defence.
1: I think they're looking for the future. But then again, maybe. Zuma is exceptional. You don't know how long Tiago Silva, maybe one year True. tops. You've True. got Queta. you've got Christian who had an exceptional, exceptional yeah. Euro 2020. You know, the final club I want to talk about is Liverpool. You know, mm. weren't really amongst uh, it when it came to uh, the back end of last season. They lost Virgil van Dijk quite early. He's, of course, back uh, with the squad now. They've brought in uh, Ibrahima Konate mm. from uh, RB Leipzig. Uh, Ibrahima Konate's defensive partner Diet Upamecano, moved to Bayern, Bayern Munich. Yeah. This signing of Konate... I'm just trying to figure out what this means for Liverpool. Do they play Joe Gomez, Van Dijk and Konate as a back three? Or do they pick Van Dijk and Konate? Or does Gomez fight it out with Konate for that starting role?
0: Yeah, and Fabinho just signed an extension, right? They've lost uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum. Huge loss. Uh, that's a huge loss. So I'm not sure with Liverpool. You think that Liverpool only missed out because of their major injuries last year? Alisson for quite a while and of course Virgil van Dijk who's playing again now in pre-season.
1: Doesn't look uh, nearly as um, yeah. near the Virgil van Dijk of what we saw before.
0: So is this a stopgap measure? Ibrahim Konate. I'm a huge fan of his. I, I find that he's a, a little bit more mobile version of Dial Opa um And it's a great signing for Liverpool. It's a good question. I mean, how do you play? You you could argue that the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold would serve better going forward. He's a lot better going forward than defending.
1: Also just signed a new deal. so Also that's just good signed news. a new
0: deal. So, as far as signings go, they don't look like challenges at the moment. They don't look like statement signings. But let's not forget, you know, Joe Gomez, Virgil van Dijk, coming back next season will already seem like new signings. And Fabinho can finally play in the proper holding midfield. Role that he's used to. So we could see a familiar Liverpool site, though, I don't know. Jury's still out on Liverpool. Maybe let's not jump too quick. Uh, They may take a while.
1: Notable mention Leicester City, being, you know, Mm. not talked about in the news as much, but they've brought in some solid players. I'm talking about Patson Dacker from. uh, Salzburg up front he of course played with Erling Haaland mm. and Minamino they've also brought in Buber Kari Sumari from Lille plays that uh, central mid sort of position also managed to bring in Ryan Bertrand from Southampton oh, yes. so you know Brandon Rodgers has uh, has quite a squad at his disposal and if not for injury can they really challenge the two Manchester clubs and Chelsea uh, potentially for the title I think for Leicester
0: it's really about qualifying for the Champions League first but um, You know, there was that season where they won the Premier League, sure. But this is such a Brendan Rodgers squad, right? When you look at it, not the, not the biggest of names, raw gems, lots of potential. And the thing about a Brendan Rodgers squad, which I really envy, you know, whichever team that gets him, is it's a teamwork type of squad. You know, the covering, the hard work. Uh, and there's a certain style of play. So we saw him do it at Swansea. Uh, when he was in Celtic, he was a triple champion winner in that sense, right? Um, but you could argue all that's so the Scottish League, he did it at Liverpool. He did a very good job at Liverpool. He almost, got there. Almost. And, you know, you look at less than the limited funds that they have, I would say... Top four is not out of reach and I hope he gets the top four this season. He He's expected to get the top four this season. So these signings, typical of a Brandon Rogers type of squad, the squad depth. Now that's the one you got to watch out for. Really good there.
1: Yeah, as long as they're not plagued by injuries, Leicester City could, uh, you know, cause an upset possibly uh, this season. We've been in conversation with Elliot Danker from the Breakfast Huddle. Looking forward to next week when the Premier League season oh. starts. And of course, we'll have all the latest from there. We'll preview the games ahead of the new season. Just can't wait for all of it to start again.